It's Divas That Care Radio. Stories, strategies, and ideas to inspire positive change. Welcome to Divas That Care, a network of women committed to making our world a better place for everyone. This is a global movement for women, by women, engaged in a collaborative effort to create a better world for future generations. To find out more about the movement, visit divasthatcare.com after the show. Right now, though, stay tuned for another jolt of inspiration. Hello to all. Welcome to Divas of Care Network. I am Joyce Benning, and I will be your host for this totally invigorating, robust lifestyle show. I would like to thank each one of our listeners that have tuned in live today and the ones that will be listening to the recording on the podcast. I am just so very grateful and thankful for each and every one of you. And you are in for a really super show today as I have with me my returning diva, Kate Nelligan. And her and I are going to chat about creating a card deck. Oh my, this will be interesting. So Kate, could you please introduce yourself to our listeners today? My name is Kate Nelligan. I'm an equine partnered life and business coach, animal communicator, author, and speaker. And I'm excited to be back and to talk about this topic today. Oh, and I'm excited to have you back. Yes, and I am excited too. Well, our topic is creating a card deck. And some of our listeners may be saying, what? What are, what are they going to talk about on creating a card deck? What kind of specialty is there in the kind of card deck that we are going to chat about, Kate? I've had a lot of people ask me, since I did create a card deck recently, how to go about mm-hmm. doing it. And I think people often ask about books. How do you publish a book? How do you create a card deck? So I wanted to give people some tips in case they're thinking of creating their own or even if they just want some background information on the one that I created with the horses, which is called Awakening with Equines, um, which I know you now have and love. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm excited to, to give people some tips so that if they are considering their own, that they can think through it a little bit more. I wish someone had given me even more tips than I got, but I did actually talk to a couple card deck creators when I was in the process of creating the Awe deck and they were really helpful. Oh, how fantastic. And it's it's always good when you're talking from experience because you know the things that, uh, like you said, you wish you would have had maybe a little more insight into it first and talked to more different people. So it's always good hearing it from someone that has experienced it on creating a card deck. So what are some of the tips you would like to share with our listeners today about that? Definitely can be a lengthy process. So I think with all creations, to really write down a vision first, what your what your overall goals are, why you're doing it, you know, what you really hope people receive from the deck. And there's different types of card decks. I mean, there's the traditional tarot or tarot deck. There's oracle decks. There's... Um, you know, all different types. And you can go into almost like any metaphysical or spiritual bookstore uh, or specialty store and see, you know, sometimes hundreds of them. And I had always had decks, um, mostly from Hay House. And I really wanted to do something different. I had this vision of something for the horses that would really honor them. 
So I think that, you know, for me, it came in originally through a burst when the horses said one day, just write down everything we teach. And I wrote down all these qualities. And then I knew there was a word for each card. And then it became, okay, the next part would be the art, which we can get into. But I think it's really that first part is like having a clear vision of what what you want to create, how it's different from what's already out there. Because there's about five or six other card decks that are just horses and I have both of them and I wanted to really like have something special and different. Um, and then I, my why was to honor the horses, just essentially do what they asked me to do. So I think there's different reasons that we create them. Um, and it's really knowing your why and knowing your vision to start. I love that because when you have a vision, all things are possible because you've opened up your mind, your heart to what, you are wanting to do in that vision, and that is beautiful. And having that why, I always feel that why is the drive that helps keep moving you forward to reach that vision that you have. So those are two both beautiful tips. Yeah, and I guess the third would be to start with the audience in mind and, like, see how they would be using the deck. And for me, I really saw it as, like, I saw the vision of them it being in barns. Like, I wanted it to be in barns. I wanted people to, like, have their horses pull cards for them and mm-hmm. have it be, you know, with clients. And I do a lot in the equine-assisted space of equine-assisted learning. And a lot of my colleagues and my friends or my clients are in that equine-assisted learning or psychotherapy world. And I really wanted them to have something that they could bring to their clients as well. So I wanted it to be something for the horses, but also for the humans. And so I started to think about the audience that would most likely purchase it and use it. And, um, and so it really, it started from, from that perspective. So I think working backwards is also important when we create something to really see, not necessarily like how we're going to market it, but how we're going, how it's going to be utilized. Like what's really Mm -hmm. the use for it, you know? So yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Kind of j- decide what kind of audience you want to reach out to. And then you will know it kind of helps them to know how to market it once they are. Once the card deck is produced, then is how to market it because you've targeted a certain audience. And that's, I can see that is very important too. That's as important as the vision and the why and, and then your audience. <laughs> Yeah, and it's been really neat with the Awakening with Equines. It's gone to so many different practitioners around the world that I one day, like, I was, like, in the shower and I heard the horses say, oh, my gosh, I'm so excited. We are working with so many people now. And I'm like, wow, that's really cool because these are all horses in the card deck that I've worked with, but now they're working Mm -hmm. with all these practitioners. And the thing that I didn't realize that would happen is it really – it created a new network for me and I've met some of the nicest, kindest, coolest people through the deck because they're people write me, they share how they're using it or I learn about their businesses or I start to follow them on social media or we become, you know, virtual friends. And it's been so neat. It's been so good for, for me and my own heart and community. And so, you know, when you're creating something that is a real niche, um, which this is, it's, you know, equine assisted work, um, animal communication work. It really is, it becomes very 
um, like you really find your herd. So that's been really neat, you know, from the audience perspective. So I'm curious, Joyce, how are you using the deck? Have you had your horse pull a card yet? Or how how have you been playing with it? And I say playing with it because I really do feel like it's not so serious, you know? So Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I have not, but I am going to now because I think that would be great. I'll have each one of my horses pull one and that'll be that'll be exciting to hear which one they pull. I just kind of pull them oh every two or three days and kind of see what is what the universe or what what the horses from you are saying to me because it's they're they have so much energy in them it's almost like when you are have them in your hands and are shuffling them and a card falls out and it's just like they the divine is speaking to you at that moment with that kind of energy and it's just they're magical is how i put them because they are just they bring out so much and i just and it's so fitting always when i do pull them because it just fits kind of the things that are happening around me at that time or maybe how i'm feeling at that time and the universe knows the divine knows exactly what you need the horses know so yeah that's that's kind of how i use them and i i i love them they're awesome <laughs> Ah, oh, thanks. I use them similarly, and I love that. And it is, I mean, so I, I very much, with this whole process, I've learned so much about creativity. I've learned so much about, like, how you can have a process and agenda, and then you have to let it go and let things go out. Like, this deck took a while to come out, so that's another tip mm-hmm. is surrender your attachment to how things happen or when things happen because it's in that divine timing that it happens. Um, And also like there is real energy in everything we create. Right. So like even an email has energy, you know, I see people publish books and they're awesome and they come out, but these books have energy to them, right? There is magic in them. And if we treat it with a lot of intention, our creations, it can be 10 X what we think it is so for instance like I have my horses bless the card decks every time before I go to the post office and they know what it is I just say card decks I open up the bag they know it's not food they're not rude they are very intentional about how they bless the decks it's so cool to watch them I have to share more on that but that's why people when they get them they're like I feel the energy of them because not only are my living horses blessing them every time but I put horses that are on the other side and real horses in the, so people are feeling like the energy of like 15 different horses. So it's really a powerful creation and it's really neat when you do something that does honor the divine or honors the horses. It isn't, it's not about us anymore, right? It's not about like, it's really just about them having a platform to like a channel literally to come through and people who are are sensitive like you are and aware will really feel them which is so neat (laughs) so cool oh oh, yes and and i do i it's just like the horses and the divine are just talking to me be they in the present here on earth in bodily form or be they have crossed over and are in our angelic form it it is. It is just like they are right there, and they know. That's why every time when I pull one, it just is so fitting because they know, and that's what is so magical to me. I just love it. 
Yeah, thank you for sharing that. Yeah, so that intention of how we do things, you know, being mindful of the energy is really an important, you know, tip to this, I think. Um, and and then, honestly, the other is, like, the art is such a huge piece of the energy that people feel with this because there's my booklet and what I wrote and what I wrote about, you know, my teaching of that horse wisdom quality. We'll call it trust for a second. And then what the horses wrote that what I channeled for them and then that exercise that was really intentional about the card deck booklet, but the art is really important. And I had a different artist with the card deck originally, and I can't stress this enough who people are thinking about doing, be really clear about what kind of art you want for people. Because originally I was going to do photographs, my own photographs. I'm super grateful I got to actually use my photographs, but I had an artist that captured them. Um, and using regular photographs is fine. I've seen some of that done. I've seen, like, whimsical um, art. I've seen all different types of art for card decks. But what happened is I had a first artist, and I really felt like the horses were like, nope, that's not it. It's not strong enough. It's not what we want. And so that artist fell away. And at first it was really hard for me. Um, it, it like brought up a lot of, you know, stuff for me. And then I realized very quickly that the horses are like, we have a plan and I, and I had to just follow it. So <laughs> lo and behold, I found Nika Ware, who literally gets the horses probably better than anyone I know on the planet, which is saying mm-hmm. a lot because <laughs> I know a lot of horse people. <laughs> Um, but she really does. I think she gets the horses better than anyone. And she knows how to create a vision. Like, I feel like I didn't even have to tell her what was in my heart and my mind and my spirit. She just, like, saw me and pulled it out. Like, so yeah. it was so cool that, you know, she was able to to do what she does. And she's just super talented. She's been honing her craft and trusting her intuition for years and years so um nika draws nature is her instagram and her website and she's just super powerful she does like tattoos now for people and she does like um these uh whole self portraits where she pulls out your true essence and that's just who she is she sees the essence of things so I think having knowing the art that you want to do is really important and it's a huge kind of collaborative process where you know there's things I wish I had done differently at some point Nika and I will do an interview and talk about (laughs) what we learned but there's you know it's really important to honor your artist first and foremost I've learned that um you know so if you're the artist and you're doing it all honor yourself like you know and you know pay your artist for sure um and you know have uh have an idea like the the if you're working with someone and you're going back and forth and changing things a lot it can drive artists and creatives crazy I did my best that before I sent her something, I had a clear vision. And if I didn't have a clear vision, like for creativity, I didn't know what to, what to do for that card. It was the first one she did. I was like, you're the most creative person I know. You do creativity. <laughs> so <laughs> she just did, and she pulled in a unicorn and a palette, a painting palette and the cosmos and the moons. And like, that's just, it was her. I didn't have a vision. Mm-hmm. I just fully handed it over. So it works really well. I think sometimes when you find an artist that you can communicate well with, like she was the most patient person on earth with me. Like I really just, you know, I don't even know how she was. (laughs) 
So definitely <laughs> interview your artists, know who you want to work with, make sure it's a good collaboration, make sure that they have the same vision and mission to like honor whatever it is your mission is with the deck that you're creating. So yeah, that's my tip on the art. What's your experience with the art? Oh my word. The art is so important because that's what your eyes see. And you can, eyes to me tell so much. I mean, you can look into animals' eyes and see so much. So even with humans, I mean, that you see it and it brings a certain kind of a feeling to you is how I experience it. Just looking at each one of the different designs she has put on them for the words and it almost it's like it makes it a full circle web and just brings it all together with the word because of how the art is so yes the art is so important and then the design that you have on each individual card is so beautiful too it just it says so much about what this card deck is and so yeah to me art is a very, very critical point in putting together together a card deck because that is what people are going to see first. They're going to see the pictures before they read the words. And if the pictures catch their attention, then they're going to read the words. So that's kind of how my take is on the part of the art. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, I think the art often will lead, you know, and, and it is the – I really wanted it to be balanced between, like, the writing, the art, and then the energy of, like, the horses. And I think we did a good job really balancing it yeah. and have the three um, because her art is so powerful. It's amazing that we were actually able to balance it. But, um, yeah, it's it's really important. And, um, and I'm so glad the horses redirected me. And I think that's the thing, too, like, you know, a, a delay isn't always a denial and a denial is mm-hmm. not always a bad thing, right? Like to really right. trust that if something doesn't work out, it may actually be the greatest thing that happens to you. Um, and it was in this, in this deck. So I had to really learn trust, which is honestly like that's one of the first cards we did after creativity. And that's my horse Alita. And that's based on a pose. Me, like there's a woman leaning over this horse's backside. And it's really about like getting grounded and being in that place of, of trust that it's going to be okay. Even if it's scary, which is usually everyone gets scared of the hind of a horse. It was still trust it. And like, can you receive and ground and, and stay connected? So, yeah. And another area to really think through is the production and the printing and how how you're actually going to create everything. And this is really where I got stuck. I mean, in, in all honesty, the writing was done within, if you like added up the writing, it probably was done in two to three weeks. If you added up the art, it was done in like three weeks. It was really pretty simple. But the production is where I got really stuck. And I think part of it's because I had never done it before. Part of it was being a perfectionist and having to release <laughs> some of that. Um, 
I really wanted it in a box and we were in a global supply chain when, you know, issues when that was happening. And the, I call it Muse, but the Muse behind the deck didn't want a box. She really wanted a bag. And I had to really trust that and stay with that mm-hmm. and know that this was a VIP edition. This, this is not necessarily the only edition of this deck. Like if it's, it, when it's published um, in a more formal capacity, I'm sure it will have a box, but I had to trust that process again. Um, but I think it's important to do your research. Uh, so my my suggestions are talk to a couple other people who've created card decks, uh, get their ideas, get their contacts. So I got my printer for the actual cards through a local woman here in Colorado who printed her cards at this local printer. And credibility. Um, it probably co- potentially cost more than if I did it mass production in China, but I didn't want mm-hmm. to do that. I really wanted it local and I wanted to touch and yeah. feel the decks. And so it's important to know where you want to do your production and how you want to do it. Um, and to be willing to be flexible on that is important. I realized that too, like I just had to be flexible on the packaging. Um, and like I got sent to three or four different embroiderers until I find, finally found another local woman who I was so grateful to go with her because she really kind of, like she came to my house and was like, let me look at all your stuff and I can help you figure out what to do. <laughs> she like oh, guided wow. Yeah, she guided me and she was local. And so it just, and then I went to her house to pick up the, de- you know, the embroidery <laughs> and, you know, so it was really, I got to pick out the colors from the spools of the embroidery, right? Like, so there's something for me about, like, having done this local that was really important. It makes me a little emotional, mm-hmm. actually, because it's, like, I think so often, so much is, like, you can just go on Amazon and put something in your cart and not think about any of the supply chain, right? right. But when you right. buy from someone that you know or you see how hard someone works on something, or you see all the details that went into it, and you see all the lives that, like, financially the investment, it's just such a beautiful thing, right? So Yes. Oh, oh, yes. I love that, how you went local like that, and you actually were at each other's house, and you knew him personally, and that is so important to me, is supporting that local person and yeah they're not going to do the big mass production but there's special love that goes into it when it is done like that is how I always feel because I I am huge on supporting local that's something I love I love to know where who's doing it and to be able to help an individual person out that is making a difference in the world and trying to make something that is very, very special. Like I said, to me, it's more created with love than just going through a mass production through Amazon or different different places. And there's nothing wrong with those places either when, when you need it, but it is just very personal when you can go on a one-to-one basis. It really was. I felt like that's what the horses wanted. Like they literally mm-hmm. were this is your herd. This is your printer. I went in. He, I sat with him like four or five times. He never pressured me to buy anything. He never put a timeline on me. He's like, he was so chill. He's one of the most chill human beings I've ever met in my life. <laughs> he is, he wow. was so patient with me. And the embroidery woman was so like kind and helped me troubleshoot it. The artist, it's mm-hmm. just, 
it was this like beautiful herd of people that were like, yeah, you're doing this. It's going to be okay. And then I got different guidance on how I sell the stack. And like, I'll be honest, I love doing GoFundMe and a lot, I was told not to do it and I was told to do it. (laughs) So again, you've got to always hear intuition, but for me, it gave me hope like that I could sell the deck. I pre-sold it and I did a fundraiser on GoFundMe and you can use Kickstarter or whatnot, but it isn't cheap to produce decks. I mean, there was a significant cost to this. And so I was like, the horses were like, we've got you. We'll take care of this. Like you don't have to put it all out yourself right away. Like let's get this taken care of. So it was, it made me realize I could do it. And you know, my only regret is I wish I had moved a little bit faster, but I think the timeline was perfect for what it was and needed to come out this year. So, yeah, it's there's a lot of, like, intention that I recommend, trust, doing some research. Um, we looked at, like, 50 to 60 different box companies, and, you know, there's lots of different quality. I have a friend who did a deck and she was really unhappy with the quality of the deck and she didn't really get to proof it in advance. So, you know, really every step of this piece I think is really important in that you have, you don't settle, like you don't put up with or tolerate if you're really doing a high level product that you just really step into seeing what you want and claiming it and finding the person that can help you do what you need yeah. to do to make it happen. Right. Oh, yes, definitely. And, and just taking the time. Sometimes I think that's that is a key word because we're always in a hurry. We, everybody wants something done right away. And when you just have some patience and take the time, it's amazing what can come together and happen. So, oh, Kate, this has just been absolutely beautiful. I loved everything that you've said on creating it. You've given such wonderful tips for our listeners that are interested in looking at creating a card deck also. And I knew this show would go very, very quickly. They always do. <laughs> but what I, if you would please share with our listeners how they may connect with you. And also, if you would like to share, if some of them are saying, well, she has a card deck, I am interested to chat with you more about that. What are some good ways that they can connect with you? Yeah, people can definitely find me through my website, katemelligan.com. And the Facebook group is Awakening with Equines. Uh, And I do weekly card polls on the Facebook group. And I'll start doing some more group or private card polls as well. And I'm happy to, you know, my background's marketing, so I'm also happy to talk to people about marketing. I do a lot of marketing consulting, and I have this fun marketing plan I created for the card deck, so I'm happy to talk to people about that as well Um, or direct them. I had a couple really helpful people, and I, you know, I'm happy to help um, pass things on. Uh, I always bought people's card decks if they were helping me because they felt like that was just a nice exchange. Um, but yeah, I definitely can be reached through my website. And if people are interested in the deck, happy to share more on that too. But it's it can all be done through kateandelegant.com. My email's there. Okay. Well, perfect, Kate. Oh, this has been fantastic. Thank you so so much for sharing your knowledge and your experiences of the do's and the don'ts. So this was great. Thank you so much, Kate. And I want to wish you and your horse families 
and your goat families, because I know you have goats also, have a very, very magical rest of your day. (laughs) Thank you so much, Joyce. You are so welcome. And I would like to thank all of our listeners for listening to this amazing show with our incredible diva, Kate Nelligan. And please be sure and share this show with all your family and friends. Check out all the other hosts and their shows on DivasThatCare.com. And remember some of Kate's tips about first create a clear vision and your why, which helps you drive you to that vision and the audience that you are wanting to target. And these are even just your vision and your why are so important in just everyday life and not only in creating a card deck. So be sure to have a very magical day. Be kind to all. Give your animals that great big extra hug that they all deserve and share your love with them until we connect again on Robust Lifestyles. Stay strong and healthy. Thanks for listening. This show was brought to you by Divas That Care. Connect with us on Facebook, on Instagram, and of course on divasthatcare.com where you can subscribe to our newsletter so you don't miss a thing.